You're listening to the Ontos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being and truth. I'm Vod. And I'm Mac. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. It amazes me how many nations have united behind our purpose. There are still dissenters, of course, and some kingdoms regrettably have fallen to wars that I could not stop. Still, this general unity is glorious, even humbling, to contemplate. I wish that the nations of mankind hadn't required such a dire threat to make them see the value of peace and cooperation. So, chapter 9. We get a time jump. We're back to Vin training, I guess, the anime training arc, and she's fighting someone we don't know. She's gotten significantly better at manipulating things. Yeah, we get, again, um, just a showing of how Brandon takes like a chaotic scene and kind of formulaically breaks it down. And I don't know about you, but it was pretty easy to picture what was going on Indeed. all the way to her catching herself, jumping off of trees, pushing on things like it was pretty, pretty smooth. And we, we learned she's she's sparring Kelsier and they have a pretty close close fight near the end and Kelsier of course comes out on top but we learn at this point that there's been a couple of months time skip and Vin is looking real good. Kelsier tells her that hey we're gonna go ahead and split up now and I'll meet you back at the mansion and Vin heads back while Kelsier, Kelsier heads somewhere. Vin during this time and while she's uh, like while she's fighting and after the fact when she's returning back has this like feeling in her and she i think like she says that this has always felt right to her like she didn't know what she was missing she realizes that she was missing some big part of her life by not pushing out and using these powers and you can tell that like while she's using them and fighting with them they feel really innate to her and she's showing herself to be a real prodigy here and i think in my opinion it's kind of starting to form a problem because we, you know, we eventually get a little bit, I'm skipping ahead a little bit here, but we eventually get to the point where she's focusing so much on these powers that she doesn't seem to be trying or focusing on anything else. Um, and so I'm, I'm kind of starting to get this weird feeling of, is she getting to that point where the power, power might be addicting, power might be uh, alluring, and she's kind of just kind of pushing into it. Well, admittedly, I'd probably also be get pretty addicted pretty quick. Yeah, but she mentions so often, you know, go, going in. So she returns to Lord Renew's manor, and this is when she starts to worry. So Vin makes it back to Lord Renew's manor, and she's thinking by this point how nervous she is about the imitating a noblewoman part. She says again, we get that feeling of she feels at home in the mist, yet here having to imitate this noblewoman to be a part of the plan, it is absolutely terrifying her. She arrives back with at Lord Renew's Manor, and she points out how Kelsey was right about whoever's imposter, impo- being an imposter, whoever's impersonating, there we go, imposternating, imposternating, <laughs> um, whoever's impo- oh my gosh, you made me say it again, look at that, whoever's impersonating Lord Renew is absolutely flawless he keeps he keeps such a strict like schedule he keeps such a strict 
tie on his workers, yet he doesn't abuse them or do anything wrong to them. He just demands excellence. And she's like, yeah, this guy could hold up to anything. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we had seats of nobles here and nothing, nothing's going to throw this guy off. And I think she's, again, we see her making a big deal out of like knowing every member of the staff so she can keep track of them, knowing everyone that she can see in here, again, kind of feeling uncomfortable with how clean and secure everything is. And she gets, she's in for a bit of a surprise because Sazed's waiting for her with a servant woman and the servant woman is there to give her a haircut and get there to kind of, uh, you know, doller up a bit and make her look more ladylike. Because up to this point, she's kept her hair in a mess. She's done what Rena said, mm-hmm. which is look like a thief first and a lady second. And so that, of course, is incredibly uncomfortable for her, yet it starts. And Kelsier shows up here to tease her a little bit more. But we learn where Kelsey's been going after all the training sessions with Vin. Kelsier, after every session they go out and they train, he goes and attacks another great house. He goes and stirs up just general chaos. He dresses differently every time. He changes up his objectives every time. Sometimes it's to kill people. Sometimes it's to steal something. He's just changing everything up. And he's just trying to sow as much chaos with the great houses as possible. Well, Sazed sits Vin down and decides, hey, it's time to... uh bother you a little bit more can i give you another proposal and vin's like fine sure and says it pitches another religion to her which we can assume based on her reaction that he's pitched several religions before this Mm -hmm. and she every time at the end he asks her the same question well you know did you like that one and she's like nope he goes all right that's no problem i'll find another one and the religion he pitches this time is like trilogism, something along those lines. And we learn that somewhere in Scadriel, in the northern part at least, there was a bunch of like mystics or whatever they called them, where they had like barely any light, like like days and days were really, really short, the big nights and stuff like that. And the thing that stood out to me, which I found a little creepy, is he's like, the, the the stars are, th- are trails thousand eyes mm-hmm. looking down upon you and uh <laughs> it was think, like anti-worship for the sun yeah and like yeah yeah we like the dark yeah we like the dark a lot and Sazed said that it was like it was a good match for vin because of like what was it like she liked the darkness too like yeah. the mistborn do yeah because yeah. they like the mist she liked to be out of sight she liked the concealment and everything he's like this is a great match for you but if you don't want it it's all right I got plenty more and 562 was it that or was it 526 it was our uh, some combination of five uh, I, I wrote 526 which means it could just be <laughs> could be a, a, lot, a lot of uh, uh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was over 500 500 plus 500 plus there we go belief systems neither of us are wrong now <laughs> well uh <laughs> the thing about Sazed though that we're learning here is that he has all those memorized vin asks him you have those memorized he goes yeah basically and he goes and she asked him why and he's like well it's it's because people are value valuable therefore their beliefs are valuable and we're going to come to a point where the final empire is going to be no more and people are going to want to return 
you know, with their newfound freedom or whatever it was, they're going to want to return to to seeking out and understanding this knowledge that their forefathers had, essentially. And he refers to himself as uh, a keeper of some sorts. At least that's what he calls himself. And he finds that it's it's a part of the the terrorist people. It's he calls it a sect of their of their whatever they are. And it's their job to remember information that would be forgotten through whatever it is and pass it on once it, the, it's safe to. And uh, yeah, we get at the by the end of this, Vin has gotten a wonderful haircut and Kelster comes in and compliments her, says she looks great. And he specifically notes like I need to keep complimenting her because we need her confidence up. She she hides too much. She needs to be able to stand tall. But she walks, says it, and Kelser both walk out of earshot of Vin for um, to talk about her and to see if she's ready. And something that stands out to me is Kelsier mentions that he's kind of nervous and he's kind of sad that he's pushing Vin at this point because he wishes he could train her so much more on her alimantic powers. He wishes that he could give her more time to train under Sazed to to learn everything. And, and so Sazed goes, hey, how about you pass off some of your job to the other crew members? Have her go shadow people or shadow them because they're supposedly experts in their craft. And so you can focus on teaching her one or two of the medals and you can pass off the other medals to the club, uh, to like the, the crew members essentially. And Kelster loves this idea, but he asks the big question, is Vin ready? And Sazed basically gives him the answer of, I don't know, but we're leaning to no. And Kelster goes, I feel guilty of sending her in. And Sazed goes, but that's not going to stop you. And he's like, guilt's not going to stop me. And I think that's a, that's a big thing that we see with Kelsier here. Like he's talking up and you can like, He's our point of view character here, so we know he means it when he's saying he feels bad for doing this, but he still doesn't stop him from sending her essentially into the lion's den. And so he asked Sazed to be her terrorist, so to accompany her and to be her steward and just go with her to make sure she's safe. And Sazed agrees and says he'll protect her with his life. And we get another very interesting thing here because Kelsier in his own mind goes, you know, thank you, Sazed, I believe you because anyone who wants to stand against a pissed off keeper is not going to have a good day. And yeah, you know, he mentions, I think at one point that they're, they're, they're so strong that the Lord ruler himself just almost like hunted them to near extinction. And so what sort of power does Sazed even have? And that's kind of where we're left with this chapter is that promise and really that heavy tone of Kelsier once again, every single time he's shown respect to these people, they've been expert or skilled in some way. And here he is saying, you know, no one's better stand up to this guy. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing is that this is one of the, you know, comments of the hype trope essentially is that everyone's like super competent something. And so if there's someone involved and it's, and it's respected, especially by the team, then they've got something going on. So, I mean, says it again, interesting character, Harris men, who knows what that is right now. Um, 
he's got something else going on, which Vin can already kind of tell, but, you know, we haven't quite gotten there yet. Um, you know, when it comes to developments with Vin, you know, she's saying, like, this is freedom. This is, like, a big deal for her. Um, says it's saying that she, like, he's eventually, he's essentially hinting that she must be a prodigy because he actively says she's trying to avoid my teachings as she picks him up quicker than I've I've seen really anybody pick them up. I mean, she has that, that since she was able to name the houses from power, like, you know, from ranking and power, which actually was a good name drop because, I mean, it once again pointed out that Venture is the top dog when it comes to house, the houses. Um, but Kelsier was even saying, like, you know, she was keeping him on her on. Um, she was keeping him on his heels. Yeah, he said that when they got into their pushing match that. She weighs like half it. She's like half his size, weighs half as much. Yet he, she almost he, he admits she almost beat me. Right, and it, it's at least. I mean, as far as we know, it's like a missing is a missing is a missing. Like we're, you know, spoilers. Kind of, we're in the in the next chapter. We're gonna see that there is more to you know dealing with these powers than just you know brute force, but. As far as we know, it's like if you put one person who pushes really, really hard is going to be the same as another person pushing really, really hard. Um, you know, their ability to balance may be different. Their ability to, you know, have coordination may be different. But their power and their reach is not going to be, you know, it's not at least significant as far as we know. Yeah, up to the this point, we've learned that the power and the reach, at least from what Kelsier's been teaching us, has been having to do with like physical attributes like don't push on something heavier than yourself right you may be heavier but you're not going to be able to push more well he's at least implying eh, Vin was able to do something doing a little bit more than he expected um at least for her size and and he didn't say anything about skill it's just like she was able to give me some force that i wasn't particularly expecting and they ended up like flattening that coin that they were like fighting in between and we see how creative Vin is because you know she throws the coins away as a distraction and we know now that you can sense where metal goes by where the lines are going so you would see like a big cluster of lines or a big line you know move and you'd be like oh obviously that's her and her coins um we also find out that coins are the weapon yeah which it's funny because this is me re this is me reading it a second time around i don't know why ball bearings wouldn't be a more effective weapon but i mean coins are the thing yeah. um i guess coins are you know would be like slicier i suppose but like um but they use coins as the weapon to be able to push everything around. Um, but it's also like their way of movement. It's their way of, you know, being mm -hmm. able to, put, put, to go against things, which I guess would be better than a ball bearing. So um, what I was kind of surprised about, and this is just like a little detail, was how Vin was willing to accept a haircut from a stranger. Yeah, she, she's, she's changing a little bit. She's usually pretty paranoid, and you would think mm -hmm. that someone coming up with sharp objects right behind her, you know, and doing this would probably, you know, spark some some, some issues because you think that she probably cuts her own hair, and before that, Reen was cutting her hair. Yeah, and I, yeah, he definitely was. Yeah, and I, the thing that, again, I'm kind of pointing out to what I was talking about earlier in this episode, like, I wonder, you know, is this misborn thing here becoming an obsession? In the sense that, like, is she did, is she making progress in trusting people? Or does she want to know so badly that she's willing to let them put her through anything to get more knowledge, to be able to practice more? Maybe. I mean, I think about it as, like, it sounds like she's very good at it. Um, and she's also getting a lot of positive feedback from Kelsier. And you hear him, like, say that. He's, he's actively having to give her positive feedback to boost her confidence. So, I mean... 
as far as like being being addicted or even like conditioned i think conditioned would probably be more more of it um or it could be that you know, this is kind of calling to her essentially um you know this is like something that's really starting to flow with her and that's where she feels comfortable um and even kelsey had said like you know as a mistborn you're you you belong in the mists um which this is ours right and so this is probably her going this is where i need to be this 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 thing that i wasn't i never wanted to get to because i was so you know scared of it because of what the scott would tell me now i this is where i belong um and i think she's just kind of getting a feel for that now yeah i mean there could be a, at least a bit of like oh this is what i'm going to be more focused on which i admit again if it was me and I found out I had superpowers. Cool powers, yeah. And they're like, oh, also, we're going to get you on, on this like side project. The cool powers are what I want to learn about. Yeah. See, th- something I'm super interested about, too, is, again, we get a little bit more in-depth into a little more of an in-depth look into Sazed. And it's really interesting that, again, this servant is demanding so much respect. Like that's what they're known for, the terrorist stewards. They're known as being the I'm a I'm rich, I can afford a terrorist steward. Mm-hmm. They're the the best servants out there. Yet this is someone who Kelsier actively goes to for advice and in this chapter accepts advice, recognizes that it's good, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't look down upon. He actively thinks that and he actively believes that when he says, like, hey, like says it's gonna watch over her, I don't even need to worry. And to me, that's just super duper surprising. Again, it makes me want to know a lot more about the Terrace Men. And I think next chapter we're going to get a little bit more info on them, which is pretty cool. Hey guys, Vod here. Thanks for listening to the Antos podcast. You'll start to see regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14th, 2022. And if you'd really like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments, because that's what the algorithm craves. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you want to really give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon, because I really need a better mic.